Good morning. Good morning. I think we can do a little bit better than that. Good morning. Praise the Lord. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. Certainly the Lord is great, but God is also a personal God. For the scripture says we have not a high priest that cannot be touched by the infirmities of our feelings. In all things he was tempted, but yet without sin. We welcome our sanctuary audience as well as our live stream audience as we join in to praise God's holy name. Let us pray. Father, how wonderful are you? You are in all the universe. There is none greater. We thank you for all you have done and are doing in our lives and in the world. Lord, bless those who are sick, comfort and strengthen the bereaved. Be with those who have pending surgeries and grant them speedy recovery. Bless and strengthen families. Now, Lord, search our hearts, forgive our trespasses, and we forgive those who trespass against us. Cleanse us and suit our hearts for kingdom service. And on earth, fit our souls for eternity. O oh Lord, our nation, state, cities, and communities are in shambles. Leadership in many respects are as in the days of Noah and Lot. Our streets are filled with violence. Man's thoughts are evil continually. Our young men and women are dying in our streets. We're experiencing growing crimes against infants. Our infrastructure is crumbling. The institution of family and home are broken, leaving children to fend for themselves. Our prisons are overflowing with no aim of reform. Plagues of new diseases are taking thousands as victims. Lord, we lift our hearts and souls to you in repentance. We lift our eyes in hope and expectation that you will hear our prayer, forgive our sins, and heal our land. In the precious name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Now, Minister of Worship, Pat Casey and the Prayer. All right, I got a new name. Come on, y'all. Stand to your feet, stand to your feet, stand to your feet. We're going to give him glory in here. I hope y'all ready to work out. I hope y'all ready to work out. Because this is a good one. This is a good one. This is a good one. Listen. Great and mighty is he. Great and mighty is he. Strong in glory. Arrayed in splendor. Great and mighty is he. You sing out. Great and mighty. Mighty is great and mighty is he. Clothed in glory, arrayed in splendor. Do it again. Say it again. Great and mighty is he. Come on, put your hands together. Clothed in glory, arrayed in splendor. Great and mighty is he. Take it up, y'all. Yeah, great and mighty is he. Great and mighty is he. Clothed in glory. Arrayed in splendor, 
Great and mighty is he. Come on, sing out. Great and mighty is he. Great and mighty is he. Great and mighty is he. Cold in glory. Cold in glory. Away in splendor. Worship, here's my worship. Take joy. 
joy in it, God. It's only for you. I want to put a smile on your face. Let's say that again. Come on. Here's my worship. Here's my worship. Take joy. Make it your dwelling place. I want to put a smile on your face. My heart to you. I present my life to you. Come on now. I want you. We're going to do it one more time. Give me your best praise. Come on, here's here's my worship. Take joy in it. Make it your dwelling place. I wanna put a smile on it. Yes, I present my heart to you. Jesus, my life to you. Now here comes the offering. Here comes the offering. Here's my worship. Here's my worship. Come on. Here's my life, Lord. Here's my life, Come on. Say it again. Here's my worship. Here's my worship. Smile. Yes. Here it is, God. Yes. Here's my life, Say that again. Say that again. Here's my worship, God. Here it is. Here's my worship. Smile. Smile. Oh, Lord, here's my worship. Here's my life, One more time. Come on. Here's my worship. Here's my Here it is. worship. Yes. Yes. Here's my life, Lord. Chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. Then we turned and took our journey into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea, as the Lord spake unto me. And we compassed Mount Seir many days. And the Lord spake unto me, saying, Ye have compassed this mountain long enough. Turn you northward, and command the pe- thou the people, saying, Ye are to pass through the coast of your brethren, the children of Esau, 
which dwell in Seir, and they dwell in and shall be afraid of you. Take ye good heed unto yourselves, therefore. Meddle not with them, for I will not give you of their land, no, not so much as a foot breadth, because I have given Mount Seir unto Esau for a possession. You shall buy meat of them for money, that ye may eat, and ye shall also buy water of them for money, that ye may drink. For the Lord thy God hath blessed thee in all the works of thy hand. He knoweth thy walking through this great wilderness. These forty years the Lord thy God hath been with thee. Thou hast lacked nothing. Thank you. Let us pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, Lord God, thank you, O oh, Heavenly Father, for this blessed day that you have given us under the sun, that we're able to praise you and glorify your holy and precious name, O oh, Lord God. We thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Redeemer, O oh, Father. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that dwells in us, O oh, Lord God, and empower us to do your will. Lord God, we know that you are Jehovah Rapha, our God and our healer. Lord God, bless and look upon us this day, O oh Lord God. Heal us from all that we are short of, O Lord God. Let us love one another, O oh Heavenly Father. Let us bind ourselves together that no one can fall on one another, O oh Heavenly Father. Lord, heal us from backbiting. Heal us from all our sins, O oh Lord. Heal this city, heal this state, heal this country, O oh Heavenly Father. We know that you can do all things, O oh Lord God. All things, O oh Heavenly Father. Bless now, O oh Lord God, the ones that is sick. Touch them, O oh Lord God. Touch them like no other. Bless the ones that is bereaved, O oh Lord God. Touch and heal them, O oh Heavenly Father. Let them know that you are God and God alone. Bless the preach word this day, O oh Lord God. Let us not be only hearers, but doers of this word, O oh Lord God. These blessings are in your Son, Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Good morning, family. At this time, we have our responsive reading, and it reads as follows. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether it's the gods of your ancestors served and the Euphrates and the gods of the Amorites in which land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you have grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. Congregation. Fathers, do not separate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instructions of the Lord all together. Patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. It is not pride. It is not honors. It is not seeking. It is not easy in anger. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoice in the truth. Always 
always protect, always trust, always hope, and always preserve. singing the congregational hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. will be held on Wednesday, March the 11th at 5.45 p.m. and Saturday, March the 14th at 10.15 a.m. All ladies are welcome to participate. Mark your calendars for the 5th Annual Blessing of the Bikes and Antique Car Exhibit right here at Cade on March the 22nd from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Today's sanctuary flowers have been donated in celebration of our very own Chairman of the Deacon Board's birthday. Happy birthday to Deacon Donnie Moncure from your lovely wife, Gwen. 
Ladies, be sure to sign up for the women's shopping trip to the outlet shops of Grand River in Birmingham, Alabama. The cost is only $50. You can sign up in the Yale Fellowship Hall. Final payment due by March the 15th. Our Women's Day activities begin next week right here at Cade on March the 13th. The Women's Day theme this year is It's Our Season for We Walk by Faith and Not by Sight. Festivities begin with a community service project on Friday, March the 13th from 8 to 12, partnering with the Mississippi Food Network and Commodities Supplemental Food Program for the Elderly. And on Saturday, the annual prayer breakfast will be held in the sanctuary from 8 to 10. The speaker will be Faye Peterson, Circuit Court Judge, District Number 4. And finally, on Sunday, events continue with the Sunday School Review at 10 o'clock and the Women's Day program beginning at 11. The speaker will be Dr. Cynthia Perkins-Smith, the National Baptist Convention Women's Auxiliary President, and a Women's Day luncheon will follow the services on Sunday. For more information and to sign up for any and all of these events, please stop by the Yale Fellowship Hall between services. There's still a chance for you to get your picture in the 140th Commemorative Yearbook. Join us for Makeup Picture Days on March the 15th and the 29th between services in the Buckley Family Room. And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. Good morning, church. I understand that we have a group of distinguished gentlemen with us this morning. These men stand on the principles of manhood, scholarship, perseverance, and uplift. I'm going to ask the men of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated, will you please stand? I understand that there is a spokesperson from the group. He's coming now to make a presentation. Thank you, Pastor Wright. And Reverend Buckley's absent, pulpit guests, church members, family, and friends, we are the Beta Alpha Chapter of Jackson, Mississippi, where we serve Jackson by what Reverend uh, Wright just stated, by manhood, scholarship, perseverance, and uplift. And as we continue to service this community and uplift our community, we would like to make a, a check or give a check to the church, to the Benevolent Committee, for $300. Thank you. Let us all say amen. amen. Thank you, brothers. We're now ready to take our benevolent offering. Always remember that it, excuse me. Okay, we, oh, I, I forgot. We have a public service announcement that we're going to do at this time before the benevolent offering. There is a public service announcement. Okay, chapel members, this is a public service announcement. We're pretty sure you've heard a thing or two about the coronavirus in the last few weeks. And while it's important to be informed and prepared, 
We also have a responsibility to share the facts and not the fiction. While the focus right now is on the coronavirus, remember it's flu and respiratory illness season. So the things you're doing to prevent the coronavirus now are things that you should be doing all season long. With respect to coronavirus, as of yesterday, there had been 106,195 cases worldwide, 3,600 deaths, and 60,190 people who had recovered. The difference there are those who still have active disease. For some perspective, the CDC estimates that this season there have been at least 34 million flu illnesses, 350,000 hospitalization, and 20,000 deaths from flu. And these numbers are from the U.S. alone. You can help stop the spread of coronavirus by knowing the signs and symptoms. The signs and symptoms are fever, cough, and shortness of breath. If you develop symptoms and you've been in close contact with a person known to have coronavirus or live in or recently traveled to an area with ongoing spread, then you should call ahead to your doctor's office, the health department, or emergency room for medical advice. But remember, we're in flu and respiratory illness season right now, so there are some things that we can do to help keep ourselves healthy and those around us. This looks like something the health ministry shared with you as we got ready for flu season. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. When you sneeze, cover your cough, preferably with a tissue. Wash your hands. If you're sick, stay home. Avoid contact with sick people and get your flu shot. And here's what we're doing at Cade. We're modifying our fellowship period just a bit. It's still important for us to greet our K-Chapel members and our visitors, but instead of handshakes or fist bumps, we're going to an elbow tap. That's right, when you hear the Welcome to K-Chapel song, we ask you to get up and greet your neighbor and visitors, and if you so choose, share an elbow tap. K-Chapel, let's do our part to stay healthy, informed, and prepared. If you have questions, the CDC is a great site for answers. This has been your public service announcement. Amen, amen. Listen, two things before we uh, go into the offering. Listen, the census takes starts taking place next week. It is very important that we get as everybody, everybody to take part in this census and be counted. If you know anyone that probably doesn't know about it, please, please make sure they take part in this upcoming census. And one other thing, you what happens on Tuesday? Say it again. Say it one more time. That's all I need to say. Now we are ready for our benevolent offering. We ask you to remember that it is more blessed to give than to receive. And I thank God that I can be on the giving end, and you should too. The ushers are coming. Fellowship choirs is going to sing now.
praise is what I do. Let us pray. Lord God, thank you. Oh God, thank you because we praise you. Because you've been mighty good to us. Oh God, you have protected us from dangers seen and unseen. Lord, and we thank you for that. We hadn't been that good, but you blessed us anyhow. And we thank you for that, Lord. Somebody was sick and they back in the service this morning. And we praise you for that. Oh God, we thank you now that we have been able to give in this offering. Father, we ask that you will bless those that will have to be blessed through our giving. And we pray for those that desire to give and did not have anything to give. Bless them anyhow. And we will forever give you the praises and the glory for all that you do. Thank you now, Lord, and help us to give of ourselves as well. We ask that you would do it in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. time we would like to recognize our visitors so we will ask all visitors would you please stand at this time please stand all visitors and remain standing if you will please on behalf of our pastor pastor Reginald M. Buckley and the entire church family of Cade Chapel we welcome you with love and open arms we are truly grateful and thankful for your presence here this morning, for we realize that you could have been anywhere else, but you chose to be right here with us at Cade Chapel this morning, a place where we come to worship, connect, grow, and we serve. So now if you're looking for a church home, this is the place to be. And before you sit down, we got something very special just for you. Amen. It's also time for our fellowship.
Amen. Good morning, K Chapel. Listen, at this time, you will receive information on those that are in need of your prayers, calls, and any care that you can offer. Let us continue to pray for all of our bereaved families. The funeral for Mr. Jamal Holmes, the grandson of Mrs. Dorothy Lee, was held on yesterday here at K Chapel. The Mack family lost one of their loved ones, Sister Aletha Lewis. That funeral was also held here at Cade Chapel on yesterday. Please keep, in, keep those in your prayers that have recently lost loved ones. Deacon Mackenzie Crump lost his brother, Mr. Cornelius Crump. Sister Moselle Warner lost her husband, Mr. Sir, Sir Lester Warner. Again, Miss Dorothy Lee lost her grandson, Mr. Jamal Holmes. Brother Herman Porter lost his nephew, Mr. Dale Von Porter. Sister Jewel Brown lost her fiance, Mr. James Young. We also have in the hospital, the nursing home, or in rehab, Monique Ewing, the daughter of Lee Ewing, Reverend Michael Jones, Brother Kenny Williams, three-year-old Christopher Williams, Mr. Benny Larry, the husband of Sister Jackie Larry, Miss Corrine Anderson, the wife of Brother Hank Anderson. We ask that you continue to stay in prayer for those that are recovering, continuing to recover at home. Sister Lynette Dennis, Coach Walter Griffin, Brother Frank Blonson, Sister Marilyn Langford, and Sister Vera Collins. I have two cards here. One that says, it's the thoughtfulness of people like you that makes the world so bright. This comes from Sister Moselle Warner and family. And on last Sunday, I, forget, I failed to read to you a card that was from Tanya Bridgman that says, just wanted to let you know how much you're appreciated. And as you travel throughout this week, do as I always say do, pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day thank God that you can. Amen. Well, it's tithes and offering time. At this time, we have all the opportunity to bless the Lord through our giving. But we will fully understand that worshiping God includes offering, which are given primarily for three reasons here at Cade Chapel. First, we give because it demonstrates our obedience to God's word. Secondly, we give as a sign of our thankfulness for God, supplying provisions for all our needs. Thirdly, we give because we want to see God's kingdom grow through the missions and the ministries that occur here and around the world in K Chapel. Now, there are multiple ways in which you can give, either the traditional envelope method or by use of the K Chapel app. And for those of you that may be watching us by live stream, you also have the opportunity to give, either by the K Chapel app or by utilizing the number on your screen. So now hear the word from God. For we know that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for our sake he became poor so that through his poverty we may be rich. So now as we prepare to give, let us just give a moment of to sanctify what we are about to give as an offering to the Lord, who gives every good and perfect gift to us all. 
Lord, we're about to worship you through our giving. So search our hearts and sanctify our minds so that these gifts are received with the joy for which they are given. For we know, Lord, that you love a cheerful giver. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Ushers, you are now in charge.
Amen. As we get ready now for the God-man to break the bread of life, he is no stranger to Cade. He's one of the sons of the house. This morning, Reverend Walter Farrar is going to bring the word of the Lord. We ask that you would not just be listeners, but let us be doers of the Holy Word. After the fellowship choir has brought the, the special music, then we, then we will be under the influence of our son of the house, Reverend Walter Farrar. <laughs>
is no way. We can live without him. We've tried. It just won't work. If there's one in here this morning that can witness to the fact that God is good, You ought to testify right now. There's someone in here right now that know that God has brought you a mighty long way. You ought to let your neighbor know. Could nobody do you like Jesus can. No other way. To God be the glory for the great things he has already done. I hadn't even said anything about what he's going to do. He's already done a lot. And if he doesn't do anything else, He's already done enough. To God be the glory for he is good. To the pastor in his absence. To those of you that are in this worship experience. Say amen. amen. You have heard in your hearing the reading from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 2. It was read, the first seven verses. I'm not going to go back over that and read all the way down through there. But I want you to look at verse number 3 in particular. And I'm just going to read that verse, and I'm going. the message will be centered around those seven verses, but I'm just reading verse number three. Deut Deuteronomy chapter two. Ye have compressed this mountain long enough. Turn you northward from these and the joining verses I want to talk for a few moments from the subject moving forward moving forward thank God for Reverend Buckley asking me to come and share with you I often tell people everywhere I go that we're not in service. We come to worship. Amen? 
we go out there and serve. So if you're here to worship God, give him all the praise. There are at least three things that the church today faces and that, is, that the church is in danger of. Three things. There may be, there, there are some more, but I want to highlight these three. The first one that the church is in danger of and will cause the church great harm is the danger of sitting at ease in their comfortable positions. By that I mean we get comfortable. We get saved and we're comfortable. We go through the worship and we're comfortable. Sunday after Sunday, we just go through the motions and we're comfortable. We see what's going on all around us, but we are comfortable. We say to ourselves and others, I got mine. You go need to go get yours. We get comfortable. We see what's happening in the streets with our young people, and we've gotten comfortable. see what's happening in government and we've gotten comfortable. Nothing really disturbs us now. At least not until it's right at our doorstep. Then we get uncomfortable. As long as it's happening out there, I'm comfortable. And the Bible tells us in the book of Amos chapter 6, if you get real comfortable, if you want to turn over there, you can look at it. And Amos, the first verse of chapter 6 says, Woe unto you who sit in Zion at ease. I dare you, I, 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 I dare you to continue to read that chapter for the church is not to get so comfortable that we don't do anything. The second thing is that we rush into something new without counting the cost. It is our responsibility. The church is supposed to grow. The church is supposed to move. It is a growing organism. But there's a danger when you rush 
without hearing orders from God, without thinking things through, without going to God and, and requesting his direction. For the Bible says the footstep of a righteous man are ordered. God has order. We are not supposed to be about chaos. We're supposed to have some order. We're not supposed to run into things without knowing, without figuring things out, and, and without listening to God. Because the Bible teaches us that if we commit our way unto the Lord, he'll direct us. We'll be going in the right direction. When you rush into things and, and, and all of a sudden look up and there's something in front of you. And you're wondering, how in the world did I get here? The, the third thing that I want to touch on and I want to highlight this morning is the fact that when we are rebellious against God, in other words, when we don't follow orders, when we won't move when God say move, when we won't do what God says do, when God says it's time to move, it's time to move. God gives an order and he wants us to do and be about our father's business. Jesus, Jesus, when he, he went to the temple and, and they, they couldn't find him in the, in the group, they, they went back to the temple and there he was. And he said to his mama and daddy, it's about time to, that I be about my father's business. In this text, when you read chapter 1, of Deuteronomy, you'll find that, that danger of rebellion. You'll find that, that God had told the children of Israel, I brought you out of Egypt. I brought you through the Red Sea. I brought you to the promised land. I, you're right on the edge of walking into the promised land. And I told you, go in and possess the land. And, uh, and the people rebelled. They rebelled because of fear. They rebelled because they did not understand what God was doing. They, they, they rebelled and failed to do what God told them to do because their hearts, their heads were hard-headed. Y'all know what I'm talking about when I say hard-heads? And when you're hard-headed, and you won't do what God said do. God said the children said to the children of Israel, because of your rebellion and hard-heartedness, you will not, none of you will see the promised land. And he declared, he punished them. And I declare today that when we as a, as a people of God will not do what God said do, he will punish. And, and, and you don't have to say anything. All of us have had some punishments. 
because all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Been hard-headed, wanted to do it our way. The children of Israel, in the closing of chapter 1, they decided they they're going to do it their way. And in the closing of that chapter, they went out and, and, and fought against the Moabites and got whipped. And I declare to you today that to the church that any time you are going about doing it your way, you will get whipped. You will fail because it's not God's way. Opening of chapter 2, find themselves at the edge of the promised land once again. Moses is talking to them and he gives them a speech and he says, we turned and we went, we, we turned to this point. And we're ready. God said, get ready to go into the promised land again. Forty years they had wandered in the wilderness because of their rebellion. Forty years they had gone wandering around a, a journey that should have taken 11 days. They took them 40 years to get to. Chapter, chapter 2. Now they're on the edge. God says to Moses, tell the children of Israel, turn you north. A new direction, a new way of going thing, doing things. And, 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 and here's the point, the first point I want to make is that when they got to the point, chapter 2, God simply was saying to them, in order for you to move forward, you've got to be willing to overcome your past. And I, uh, that, that, that's the, that brings me to my first point. You've got to be willing to overcome what you've been through. Now, I didn't say forgetting, because the Bible clearly said forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before I press towards the mark. I'm not talking about forgetting and, and putting it away and, and not thinking about it anymore and not bringing it up. And I know what the Bible says about, about putting your hand to the plow and looking back. But what I am saying is that you as a people, we as God's folk must learn from what we've been through so that we won't go back to where That's one of the dangers in the church that we forget where we came from. And then the people who forget where they come from is destined to go back to where they came from. You may not agree with what I'm saying, but, but in chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, he talks about the fact God says to them, turn, turn away, put aside, let go of that anger, let go 
of that ignorance. Let go of that stuff that holds you down. Turn in another direction. It's time, it's time. If you're going to go forward, we must overcome. And I'm afraid in this day and age, we got too many folk that's still looking at the past. We're lingering in the past. We get stuck in the past. We get, we get caught up and we won't forgive one another. Well, I remember when you. Oh, you, know, you, you, you don't have to say nothing. But we get hung up. And here it is. They've been wondering 40 years. 40 years of doing the same old thing. And God says, ye have compressed this mountain long enough. You've been dealing with that same circumstance long enough. You've been going through the same old problem long enough. You've been walking around carrying the same old burden long enough. You've been wandering through the wilderness for 40 years stuck in the same old stuff. And the, and, and the definition of insanity is doing the same old thing looking for a different result. It's insanity. We get stuck doing what, 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 what we used to do. Oh, it's not, it's, 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 listen, I, I am for holding on to some things, but there are some things as a church we must let go. I'm old-fashioned just like some of us. I like good music. I like good singing. I like good worship service. But there are some things we must incorporate. Same old thing. Over and over and over. Same old mess. Dealing with the same old financial problem and, 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 and we don't realize how God has brought us from. Mighty long way. Dealing with the same old man, same old mess, same old girlfriend, same this and same that. Treating you the same way and not expecting something better. God has created us better. We're better than some of the stuff we take in. Your parents are better than, than what your children treating you. Uh-oh, I better leave that alone. We, we, we have forgotten discipline in our households. We've forgotten how to say no and mean no. Oh, Lord, I better leave that alone. But we have gotten... It's time for us to overcome the past. And then the second thing is when, when you look at this text, he says, not only have you compressed this mountain long enough, verses 4 through 6 talks about the fact that and commanded thou, command thou the people saying, ye are to pass through. 
and you're going somewhere. And if we're going to go somewhere, we've got to do the right thing. We've got to understand. Let's look at the text. The text tells uh, God told Moses to instruct the people, command them, don't mess with the folk that's already there. Mind your own business and stay in your own lane. We are so busy with trying to keep up with other folks' business until we don't even realize our business is going out in the street. We are so busy walking around looking for other folks' stuff and our stuff growing up and, and, and the grass is all around and the trash is everywhere. Clean up your own. Stay in your lane. God said to the children of Israel, these folk are going to be nervous and scared of you, but stay in your lane. Listen to text. It's in the text. Meddle not with them. That, that, when I began to read that, I, I, began, I, I don't find very many times where he talks about meddling. Meddling is to interfere with somebody else's. We all up in folks' business trying to run theirs and can't run our own. <laughs> trying to run their household. Trying to tell them, get, trying to give them supposedly good advice and won't take the advice ourselves if the doctor can't take his own medicine he's not much of a doctor stay in your lane mind your own business do what God tells you to do do the right thing love when you're supposed to love treat folks right no matter how bad they might talk, talk about you. Stand for righteousness. Maybe we ought to send one of these, send this tape to Washington. <laughs> Do the right thing. Just, just, just do the right thing. Leave other folks' stuff alone. And then it, it dawned on me when I was looking at this text. It, it, he says to the children of Israel, here's something else you need to make sure you do. You need to make sure you buy water from these folk. Buy the food. Now, you need to understand, God had already been feeding them with manna from on high. God had already gave, given them water when they needed water. God had already provided for them and protected them and kept them. And now he's taking them into a, a land, and, and he's leading them through this land, but he's already told them, don't bother them, folk. 
That, none of what they got is, is yours. None, I'm not going to give you none of what they got. But I tell you what you need to do. Make sure you buy. Don't be cheap with God. Stop playing God cheap. Stop walking around and begging for anything. The church needs to make sure that we understand we are God's people. God has everything. He has streets paved with gold that you can walk on. And if we need it, God's got it. He gave it to them. You don't believe what I'm talking about? Go back and read when they got ready to come out of Egypt. He gave them the fortunes of Egypt. They had all the gold, all the money, everything they needed to buy whatever they need. And I come by to tell the church today, God has given us everything we need. We got talent folks all around us. We just need to tap into it. Follow God's orders. Look around you. We get what we need. The last thing I want to share with you, and then we're going home. Last thing. Verse 7, he talks about keeping our focus. Look at chapter, chapter verse 7. Verse 7 says, it, in the King James Version, for the Lord thy God has blessed thee. Is there anybody in here that believes you've been blessed? Is, 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 God, has God blessed your home? Has he blessed your house? Has he blessed your job? Has he blessed your income? Has he blessed your surroundings? Most of us are living in houses that, 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 that are better now than they were when we first moved in. If it's not, then we got a better income than we had when we first started. When we were young, we were struggling. We did all that we could, and God kept on blessing us. And he says in, in this word, in verse 7, he has blessed your, the hand. He has blessed your hand with stuff that you had never thought that you would ever get to. He's blessed you. He's blessed us. Not only has he blessed us, He's shown favor towards us. Do you not realize that many of us, much of the stuff that we got, we don't deserve it no way. But God has been good to us. He looked beyond our faults. Because if it had not been for God, the things that we got now, we wouldn't have. The clothes that we're wearing now, better than we ever had in our life. We've got more now than we ever had. And sometimes we're not even appreciating what we already got. God had brought us a mighty long way. And then when we come to God's house, we won't even say thank you. He's watched over us and he's kept us. He's guided us and we ought to be more grateful 
than we ever been in our life. We ought to be willing to wave our hand if you can't even say a word. God has been good to us. Not only has he been good to us, but then Moses says the Lord has, already, has always been there for us. When the friends turned their back on us, he was right there. When my enemies came up against us, God was right there. I'm so glad that even we'll fight our battles if we would just set our mouths and just keep still. God will take care of us. And not only did he take care of them, but the Bible says also that he knows just where you are. He knows just what you're going through. There is no battle too hard for God to fight. There is no burden too hard for God to carry. There is no darkness too, too dark for God to see through. God has watched over you and God has kept his arms around you. And if you're gonna go through, you better keep your focus not on the world and not on Washington and not on everything around you, but thank God, focus on what God has done. Keep your eyes on the prize. And then he says, you have lacked nothing. I don't care what you might think you need. God has given it to you. I don't care how hard it might get, but God, you lack nothing. You got water where you didn't deserve it. You got friends you didn't deserve. You got a job, you lack nothing. Nothing that you needed, God didn't provide it. And I'm so glad, I'm so glad I'm not depending on Washington. I'm not depending on Trump. I'm not depending on Jackson. I'm not depending on the mayor. My trust is in God and the Lord. I put my hand. God will see me through. God will. Bless the Lord, God will see us through. We're going to open the doors of the church. The church doors are open now. You may come by letter or Christian experience or as a candidate for baptism. As the choir sing, the doors of the church are open.
We thank you now. Thank you, Lord God, for what our ears have heard, what our eyes have seen, and what our hearts have felt. Bless us now, Lord, as we leave this place that we dare not leave your presence. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you, henceforth, now, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Go in peace. Excuse me, brothers of 